Welcome to the latest episode of our scary stories where we delve into the darkest and most mysterious corners of the great outdoors. Tonight, we're taking you to a place where the trees whisper secrets and the campfire's embers flicker with an eerie light. A place where the line between reality and the supernatural is blurred. A place known as Camp Kindred Spirits. Nestled deep in the heart of the forest, this campground has a reputation for being one of the most supernatural places in the country. Visitors have reported strange noises, mysterious creatures, and unexplainable occurrences. But what is the truth behind these tales? Are they just the product of overactive imaginations, or is something truly sinister lurking in the shadows? Join us as we explore the spooky stories and legends surrounding Camp Kindred Spirits and uncover the secrets that lurk within its borders. So grab your flashlight, and let's venture into the unknown. Returning to Camp Kindred Spirits. As Brian opened the letter from Camp Kindred Spirits, he couldn't contain his excitement. He had attended the camp as a child, and now, 20 years later, they were inviting him back to celebrate their anniversary. Brian was immediately filled with joy and anticipation as he remembered the camp as one of his fondest memories. He couldn't wait to go back and see all his old friends again, reliving the fun and joy of his childhood summers. He quickly logged onto his computer and registered for the reunion. As the days passed, Brian's anticipation only grew until finally, it was time to return to Camp Kindred Spirits. Brian woke up on the morning of the 20-year reunion for the summer camp feeling a mix of excitement and anticipation. He had been looking forward to this weekend for months and was eager to return to the camp, where he had spent many happy summers as a child. After saying goodbye to his wife, he stepped outside to wait for the van that would take him to the camp. Just as he expected, a large passenger van with Camp Kindred Spirits written on the side pulled up. Brian quickly threw his bags in the van and climbed into the back seat, where he was greeted by Gary, an old camp counselor who had also returned for the reunion. A wave of nostalgia washed over Brian as he remembered all the fun he had at the camp. Gary asked if he was ready for a fun weekend and Brian eagerly replied that he was excited to see everyone again and make new memories. With an awkward smile, Gary started the engine and the van set off, taking Brian on the journey back to Camp Kindred Spirits. As he watched the scenery pass by, Brian couldn't help but feel a sense of excitement and familiarity, feeling like he was going home. Brian and Gary drove across the city, picking up former campers who were returning to Camp Kindred Spirits for the 20-year reunion. Brian was thrilled to reconnect with people he had spent time with at the camp when he was just nine years old. As they pulled off the highway and onto the winding country road that led to the camp, memories of his time at the camp flooded back to Brian. When they arrived at the campground, they were greeted by a sea of smiling faces, all eager to embrace and reunite with each other. As Brian looked around, he noticed that time had not changed too much. Everyone was older, but they still had the same spirit and enthusiasm that they had back when they were kids. Brian and Greg were overjoyed to be reunited after 20 years, and they were both thrilled to be able to reconnect as if no time had passed at all. They had both attended the same camp together many years ago, and now they had been assigned to the same cabin for the weekend reunion. The day was filled with activities like canoeing, and as night fell, everyone gathered in the main lodge for dinner. Gary, the camp's new owner, gave a toast expressing his hope that everyone would be able to come back for another reunion in 20 years. Just as he finished his toast, a violent summer storm swept in, bringing heavy rain and thunder and lightning crashing down. 
Everyone huddled together in the main lodge, hoping to wait out the storm. The intense summer storm provided no such relief. The storm was relentless, drenching the campers and chilling them to the bone as they ran back to their cabins. Brian and Greg settled into their beds, talking about their lives and the adventures they had shared. Suddenly, a scream pierced the night, coming from one of the girls' cabins. Adrenaline coursed through their veins as they sprang out of bed and rushed to the cabin. They found the screen door open and banging in the wind, but the girls were nowhere to be found. As they searched the cabin, a loud crash shattered the silence. Brian and Greg rushed outside to see the girls being dragged away into the night by a mysterious figure. The rain and wind seemed to grow louder and more intense as they watched in fear and helplessness, knowing that the girls would not be coming back. The storm showed no signs of letting up. Brian and Greg looked at each other in terror as they huddled in their cabin, listening to the raging storm outside. With each flash of lightning, the cabin was illuminated and the thunder roared in the background. What should we do? Brian asked in a terrified voice, shaking from fear. Greg looked out the window and said, We should find Gary, the owner of the camp, and call for help. As they prepared to leave the cabin, they heard a loud explosion. What was that? Brian asked, his voice trembling. Greg shook his head, I don't know, it sounded like it came from outside. They cautiously opened the door and saw the van on fire, with a shadowy figure running into the woods. The strong smell of smoke filled the air, and they were frozen in pure terror. We need to get out of here, Greg said, his voice trembling. They ran back into the cabin, unsure of what to do next. We need to find Gary and get help, Brian said, his voice shaking. They quickly left the cabin and headed towards the main lodge, not knowing what dangers awaited them in the dark woods ahead. As Brian and Greg made their way towards the main lodge, they heard a loud, ear-piercing scream coming from one of the other cabins. Drenched from the storm, they began to run towards the cabin desperate to find the source of the screams. When they arrived, they saw that it was Gary's cabin and began pounding on the door. After a few seconds, the door opened and they were greeted with a scene straight out of a horror movie. The cabin was in disarray, with furniture turned upside down and blood everywhere. They quickly looked around for Gary, but he was nowhere to be found. What had happened here? Where was Gary? What had caused the struggle that had left the cabin in such a state? The storm raged on, dumping buckets of rain on the campground and illuminating the night sky with lightning. Brian and Greg ran through the darkness, frantically searching for survivors, but all they found were cabins with shattered furniture and bloodied walls. As they finally reached the main lodge, Greg stepped inside first, but he was quickly followed by a flash of lightning and a cloaked figure wielding an axe handle. Brian watched in horror as Greg fell to the ground, unmoving. Before he could react, the figure lunged at him, causing him to feel an intense pain from being struck before he collapsed to the floor also. The monstrous figure approached and Brian's eyes widened in shock as the figure removed the hood, revealing Gary, the camp counselor and new owner. Gary smiled cruelly and said, I told you we were going to have a good time. As Brian's life flashed before his eyes, he remembered what he and Greg had done to Gary when he was their camp counselor. The last thing he heard was Gary's evil laughter as he slipped into darkness. The Origins of Camp Kindred Spirits Roger Simmons had always dreamed of owning a summer camp. As a child, he had spent countless hours on the lake and in the woods, with nothing but nature to keep him company. He had dreamed of one day creating a place where children could experience the same freedom and joy he had as a child. 
For many years, Roger worked hard and followed the traditional path of success, sacrificing his personal life and relationships in the pursuit of wealth and status. But even as the money and prestige began to come, Roger still held on to his dream of owning a summer camp. One day, Roger was out for a walk when he noticed a large piece of land that was for sale. He was immediately drawn to it, and without hesitation, he made an offer on it. To his delight, the offer was accepted. Roger put all his hard-earned money into buying the land and turning it into a summer camp. He built a lodge for activities, a beach for swimming, and cabins for the campers to stay in. It was the summer of 1988 when Roger decided to open Camp Kindred Spirits. He had always felt a deep connection with the land and hoped that his camp could provide children with the same feeling. Roger had a vision of a camp where children could explore the outdoors, learn about nature, and experience the joys of living in harmony with the environment. He filled the camp with activities like fishing, swimming, hiking, and horseback riding, and gave the campers the opportunity to spend time with the wildlife that lived on the property. As the summer began to approach, the camp was finally taking shape. At first, Roger was overjoyed. But as the days passed and the camp grew closer to opening, a strange sense of unease began to grow inside of him. Every night, he would see strange lights flickering over the lake, and he couldn't shake the feeling that something bad was going to happen. His fears only increased when he saw a mysterious figure lurking around the lake, late one night. The figure seemed to be searching for something, but Roger couldn't make out what it was. He was terrified, and he knew that he couldn't tell anyone. After all, his life savings had gone into this camp and he wouldn't be able to afford another one. He spent months preparing and laying the groundwork for the camp, but as it came closer to opening, he began to have misgivings about the whole endeavor. He was worried about the safety of the kids, the financial viability of the camp, and if he was making the right decision. Despite these worries, Roger was determined to make it a success, and he invested a lot of time and money into the camp. Finally, the day had come for the camp to open. Roger watched nervously as the first group of kids arrived, eager to start their summer adventure. But as he watched them laughing and playing in the sunshine, his fears began to fade away. Seeing the joy on their faces, he realized that the camp was going to be a success after all. Roger was proud of his accomplishment, and the camp quickly became a well-loved summer spot for the kids in the area. He had done it. Despite his misgivings, Roger was determined to make the camp a success and he was glad he hadn't given up on his dream. The lights continued to haunt Roger, and his anxiety only grew as the days went by. He found himself unable to sleep, his mind consumed by the fear that something terrible was waiting for him in the darkness. He tried to tell himself that it was all just in his head, but he couldn't shake the feeling that he was being watched. Then one night, while he was trying to get some sleep, Roger heard a loud thud. He quickly jumped out of bed and peered out the window. To his horror, he saw a tall figure standing outside, looking up at him with two glowing eyes. He let out a loud scream and the figure quickly vanished into the night. From that night on, Roger was certain that the figure was out there, lurking in the shadows. He would see the figure sometimes peering into the window of his cabin or find the handprints of the creature on the windows of the children's cabins. The next night Roger heard a knocking on his door late at night. Roger was not surprised by Gary's visit. He had been expecting it. He knew eventually someone else would see it. For weeks he had seen strange lights above the lake at night and heard a creature running around the property. He had kept this knowledge to himself, not wanting to alarm his camp counselors. 
Roger opened the door. Gary, what brings you here so late at night? Gary sighed and shifted uncomfortably. I've been seeing a strange light above the lake and a creature running around the property at night. You haven't seen anything like that, have you? Roger pretended to be surprised. No, I haven't. But I do think I heard something running around earlier tonight. Maybe it's the same thing you've been seeing. Gary nodded and thanked him before heading back to the lake. After Gary left, Roger felt a chill run down his spine. People were starting to notice that something very wrong was happening at the camp. As the summer went on, Roger found himself constantly on edge, always looking over his shoulder, waiting for the mysterious figure to return. He became increasingly paranoid, and his behavior began to worry the other counselors and campers. On the night after the last group of campers had left for the summer, Roger was visited by Gary again. This time Gary was acting very strangely, and he asked Roger to come see what he had found. Gary looked like he was in a trance. His body stiff and his eyes darted all over the place refusing to look directly at Roger. Roger hesitated, but he couldn't shake the feeling that Gary may have found something that would jeopardize his beloved camp. As they walked through the woods they made it to a clearing. Roger's heart was pounding with fear. He knew that this was it, the moment he had been dreading. And when they reached the clearing, he saw that his fears were true. The strange lights were back, and they seemed to be drawing closer. Before Roger could even react, he was enveloped in a blinding light. He felt a sudden sense of weightlessness, and he knew that he was being taken. He tried to scream, but no sound came out. He was lifted into the darkness, never to be seen again. Back at the camp, the other counselors and campers searched for Roger, but he was nowhere to be found. They assumed that he had left the camp, but they couldn't shake the feeling that something terrible had happened. And as the years went by, the legend of Camp Kindred Spirits grew, with tales of strange lights and mysterious disappearances. To this day, no one knows what happened to Roger, and the camp was closed down soon after. But some say that on quiet nights, you can still hear the screams of Roger echoing through the woods. The first group of kids at Camp Kindred Spirits. Brian's parents had always been overprotective, but this summer they had outdone themselves. They had sent him to Camp Kindred Spirits, a remote summer camp nestled deep in the woods. Brian had begged and pleaded not to go, but his parents had insisted, claiming it would be good for him to get away from the city and spend some time in nature. On the first day of camp, Brian was paired with a bunkmate named Greg. Despite his initial reluctance, Brian found that he and Greg headed off almost immediately. They spent their days canoeing on the lake, fishing, and exploring the woods. At night, they would return to their bunk and talk for hours, sharing stories and laughing until they fell asleep. But there was something strange about the camp. Every night, Brian and Greg would see a strange light above the lake. At first, they dismissed it as a campfire or a lantern. But as the nights went on, they couldn't shake the feeling that there was something more to it. One night, they decided to investigate. They grabbed a flashlight and set out into the woods, following the light until they found themselves in a clearing. In the center of the clearing stood a strange, glowing object that seemed to pulse with an otherworldly energy. As they stood there, mesmerized by the object, they heard a rustling in the bushes. They turned to see Gary, one of the camp counselors, emerging from the woods. Gary was an awkward teenager that no one liked, and he had a reputation for being a bit of a creep. Brian and Greg quickly came up with a plan to lure Gary into the clearing, hoping to catch him in the act of whatever he was doing out there. On the last night of their stay, Brian and Greg snuck into Gary's cabin and woke him up, 
telling him they had found something truly amazing in the woods that he had to see. Gary, half asleep, followed the boys out into the woods. As soon as they reached the clearing, Brian and Greg took off running and hid behind a tree. They watched as Gary walked into the middle of the clearing, calling out for them desperately trying to find the young campers. Suddenly, a blinding light engulfed Gary's body, and he went limp as he was lifted into the strange object. The boys spent the rest of the night searching for Gary, but he was nowhere to be found. As they packed up their things the next morning to go home, they couldn't shake the feeling that something terrible had happened. As Brian and Greg sat in the camp van, waiting to leave, they saw Gary emerging from the woods. He was pale and gave the boys a look of death. Brian and Greg knew something truly horrible had happened to Gary in the woods that night. The end of Camp Kindred Spirits. Gary had tied up all the campers, and they were being held against their will by six or eight alien beings. Brian's mind raced as he tried to understand what was happening. He had seen the strange lights above the lake all those years ago, and now it seemed that his worst fears had been realized. The alien beings forced the campers to stand up and walk out of the lodge, single file and tied together. Brian could feel the fear and confusion of the other campers as they were led out into the storm. They were forced to board a UFO, and once inside, Brian could see dozens of the alien creatures. They were thin and gray, with large black eyes, just as he had always imagined them. The adult campers were led into a holding room, where Brian saw Roger, the former owner of the camp. Roger was in a giant glass tube, with wires connected to him. His eyes were pure black, and he seemed to be in a state of agony. Brian could see the pain and fear on Roger's face, and he knew that he had to do something. Without hesitation, Brian and Greg ran over to Roger, knocking over two of the gray aliens in the process. Roger was only able to whisper for them to run. They ran through the ship, fighting off different groups of aliens. Eventually, they made it to the exit and ran off into the storm. They were able to make it into the tree line with the aliens and Gary chasing close behind them. Brian and Greg sought refuge in the cellar of a neighboring cabin. They were able to survive the night, escaping the storm and their captures. They made it to the road and got a ride into town. They went to the police station and told them all about what happened. The police could see the pure terror in each man's eyes. When they returned to the camp, it was empty. As they went cabin to cabin, they could see the evidence of the struggles each camper had with Gary. As they found their way to the clearing in the forest, they could see a circular formation burnt into the tall grass. Everyone who had gone back to Camp Kindred Spirits was missing except Brian and Greg. Shortly after, they closed the camp never to be reopened. Although Brian and Greg escaped, they had a feeling that this would not be the last they would see of Gary. And with that, our episode on Camp Kindred Spirits comes to a close. We hope you've enjoyed these tales of the strange and unexplained occurrences at this campground. Whether you believe in the paranormal or not, it's clear that there's something eerie about this place. As you head out on your next camping trip, remember to keep an open mind and always be aware of your surroundings. You never know what kind of monsters you may encounter. Until next time, stay safe and happy camping. We'll be back with more spine-tingling stories very soon.